0: Clydes, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? That's rocket Ajax to bring back his body.
1: Now, dig this, Matt. Y'all know I love stationery. Y'all know I love to take notes. I love to write. I love to write on paper. I love to write in notebooks. Matt, what did you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, and I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a, like, a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad, and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem. That's right.
0: Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called NanoDots. With those NanoDots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you got a paper-like,
1: and I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper, like, feels good on the iPad. Uh, They also make accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with. But getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, <laughs> that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic.
0: The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a Paperlike on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for Paperlike products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your Paperlike, head over to paperlike.com slash ajax, click buy Paperlike, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their Digital Pro Planner Bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com ajax to get started.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome Rocket Ajax. This is the internet's most destructive comic book and pop culture podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Chris Sims, and with me, as always, his mother, brother, grandmother hate me in that order, Mr. Matt Wilson. Matt, how are you tonight?
0: I'm good. I do not think that my family feels that way about you,
1: but I'm pretty sure your grandmother does, does not approve.
0: I'll ask her next time I see her. My 95 year old grandmother. We'll, we'll see how she watching, feels.
1: I've, I've been watching that uh, video for all of the lights a lot lately.
0: <laughs> oh boy! Well, we have a, a very special, different episode for everybody bit this a, week. Bit
1: of a departure from the usual format, everybody.
0: That's right. Because uh, let's just be let's be super honest here.
1: We're going to get real. Should let's I turn? Should I turn my chair around and kind of straddle it? <laughs>
0: I'm going to be gone for a weekend coming up. And Chris is going to be gone the weekend after that. So there was a week in May where we were unable to record an episode of War Rocket Ajax. Now, in the past, in past years, we may have just said, well, we're not going to do an episode that week. But look, we have responsibilities to Patreon patrons... Who are very generous and helpful to us, and we want to make sure you all get all the content that you possibly can from us. So all the we, content
1: you signed up for, not all the content that you possibly can. No, we're gonna we're gonna give them every ounce of content
0: that they can get, which which includes this special episode of War Rocket Ajax. That I'm just gonna let you know we're recording a little early, uh, and. We're going to do a full show of Word Heavyweight Champs Lists.
1: That's right. Uh, We've had people asking, guys, how are you going to manage to get the top 100 comic book quotes of all time onto this list when it's already May and you only have 31 quotes, some of which you have previously said you will cut off the list by the end of the year? Uh, and the answer is, shows like this. Uh, we are going to do probably a couple of these over the course of the next six months or so just to make sure that we get enough. We're going to run through as many of these quotes lists as we can in this week's episode. Uh, these are lists of three quotes that have been sent to us by listeners. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber at the line stepper level, then yours gets priority over everyone else. That's right. But hey, these are all listener submitted lists. These are not just limited to three, I think we said up to five. Even we though, say up to five? Well,
0: okay, let's officially say right now, up to five. Uh, and many of these lists are three, but we have gotten up to five. We will allow up to five. Also, I would like to say at this point, uh, to get that full 100, we're going to need more quotes. So send us your quotes. Maybe up to seven. <laughs> <laughs> send us your quotes to warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. Include word heavyweight champion in your subject line so that when I search in Gmail I can find your list also let me let everybody know if you are a Patreon patron you may not have noticed this I just sent out a new line stepper password so check your messages check your email look around see where you get your messages from Patreon you may have gotten a new line stepper password uh use that when you send in your Word Heavyweight Champion list.
1: And Chris, are we ready to start? Are we ready to kick things off? I am ready to start. I have the I have my Word document open that we are keeping track of all these with. Uh I am thinking about some of my favorite quotes from comics. Uh I'm I'm good to go, Matt. I'm ready. Okay. Jay Gonzo. Our good oh, friend. He's a good guy.
0: Our good friend designer of the Movie Fighters podcast logo.
1: Also uh, has a new issue of Lomano del Decino, his amazing luchador comic coming out really soon. Also did a a Clitus Media logo for us just for fun.
0: Yes, he did. I I don't think we've actually used that much of anywhere, but we need to. We need to put it on our invoices or something. We need to get some letterheads. We should. He sent us a list of three quotes. One, we immediately have to disqualify because we've already done it. A lot of the same quotes are showing up on these lists. Weirdly enough. Okay,
1: so what was his that? Uh, what was his that we've already done? We've already done. Okay,
0: suckers, you've taken your best shot. Now it's my turn.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one.
0: Now there's another one that I don't know. We I don't know. We may have to disqualify. We're gonna have to have a debate about it right here up front. Okay. This is from Amazing Spider-Man 121.
1: Oh, okay. Big issue. It's not is it, technically I, is it a quote. One word. Is it one word long? It's two words. Okay.
0: And it's not technically a quote; it's a sound effect. And the sound effect is swick, snap.
1: I uh, that was what I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess that it was snap.
0: He added swick. He added the uh, the web noise that goes with it too. Do we count
1: uh, this? Can we do a sound effect? I don't. I think we're gonna have to limit it to to actual like. Dialogue and captions, like. All right, we, we I don't will, think sound effects are, can count. Are we?
0: We can include captions, however. Are we saying yeah. we're saying captions are fine? Yeah. They don't have to be character quotes per se. They, they can be, be captions. Quotes, they just
1: have to be words that are written.
0: Okay, but not sound effects.
1: If we were going to have sound effects, though, that snap would be like. It I mean, would be the, pretty high on the list.
0: Those would be big. I think these, yeah. those are probably the most famous sound effects in comics history.
1: Well, and the and the snap is great too, because it's so small. Well,
0: it also is a very minor, but a very minor thing on the page, but actually tells something about in the story, right? Yeah, it tells you that Spider Man. Himself is actually responsible for what is happening to Gwen Stacy.
1: Yeah, Uh,
0: which makes it that
1: much more devastating. If you look at the original, if you look at the original page, and I have uh, that DVD that Marvel put out years ago that has all 500 issues of Spider-Man in PDF. Like, if you look at that panel, it's so easy to miss the snap because the Swick of the webs uh, grabbing Gwen's leg is really big. And then right next to it, leading you into the next panel is the dialogue balloon. There's a dialogue balloon that connects those two panels that is right next to the first sound effect. The snap is way down at the bottom of the panel. It's printed very lightly. It kind of blends into Gwen's hair and the, the water. It's really easy to miss if you're not looking for it. I, I don't know who lettered... Let, let me see who lettered this issue. Because I don't know whose choice it was to do that. Uh, because, you know, uh, Jerry Conway had just taken over. Like, there's a whole bit in the... Uh, in uh, Marvel, the uh, Marvel story. Comics' The Untold Story. About how Stanley was like, Oh, you write this one. By the way, we're killing Gwen Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Artie Simic uh, who lettered that. And I don't know if it was his choice to put it down there, or if it was, you know... You know, Stan was still editing, I believe. Uh, but whoever decided that, or, or no, it was uh, Roy Thomas was the editor on this. Roy was already uh, editor in chief at that time. Yeah. Uh, whoever decided on that placement, like that, is one of the best bits of lettering in comics history. So that would, if it would, did count. It would rank high on the list. But uh, uh, Jay Gonzo got a discussion out of it, so I think that's. I think we're good in, in passing it.
0: Okay, and then the actual quote that we have is from the mighty thor 362. Okay. He stood alone at Gyllerbrue. Oh. And that answer is enough.
1: Uh, like that every line of dialogue on that page could be in here. <laughs> like that whole big speech about, you know, like the that start that starts with a uh they sing no songs in hell. Like yeah. that entire speech that ends with he stood alone at Gyllerbrue. Uh that is some that is some shit that gets me weepy when I think about it. Cause that oh God, that issue's good. It's very good. God, that issue is good.
0: Okay. Um I don't think it, it works out of context though.
1: It doesn't work out of context, but it's one of those things where it's like, once you've read that story and once you know, if you're with someone who read that story, you can be like, Hey man, he said alone at Room, And like like I, you know, Chad and I will we'll, like one time I just called Chad and I was like, Hey man, he said Alone room, <laughs> Like and it's like it is such an emotional line. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and tied to one of the like maybe the best death scene in comics. best death scene in comics history? It's up there. I can't think of any that are better. You know? I mean, you know, it's it's better than Barry and Crisis.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know Arguably In terms of effect, uh, you know, uh, maybe that Gwen Stacy death we were just talking about, but uh, it's close. I I don't think because it doesn't work in context. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as good as. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think it quite reaches the level of it's never as bad as it seems. Trust me. But I think it might go above. Try the red one.
1: It's yeah. It's not a. It's not a a thing – well, I don't know. It might be a thing that you can remember to get yourself through the hard times. I don't know if you want that to be what you <laughs> – I don't know if you want that to be what you remember. But, yeah, like I think that's a good place to put it because uh, it's – I feel like that's definitely top ten material. But we've got some really good ones in the top ten. Yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and put it there between the All-Star Superman one and the Daredevil one.
0: I think that's I think that's good. Okay. All right. Uh, this list is from Jeremy Slavin.
1: Oh, that's all, only three from uh, from Jake Onzo. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for sending those in.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Go buy La Mano del Destino. It's great. This list is from Jeremy Slavern. These are all quotes from Daredevil. Uh, this one is from Daredevil 181, a very famous Frank
1: Miller issue. That, that's that is a good one. Not not as good a death scene in that one as in as in Thor 362, but a good death scene.
0: <laughs> yes, a lot of death scene comics uh, we're pulling up this week. Uh, this is something that Bullseye says. You put up a pretty good fight, Toots. So you're pretty good, but me, I'm
1: magic. Can you say that in, in uh, a Colin Firth accent? Ah. Put up a pretty
0: good fight, tits. You're pretty good, but me? I'm magic.
1: Is that the, is that the right actor, Colin Firth?
0: <laughs> goes, uh, no, no, I think you mean no. Colin Farrell.
1: <laughs> Colin Farrell.
0: And, and yeah, you, you that was a, a very rough approximation. That's a very rough approximation of how Colin Farrell talked in that movie.
1: Yeah, you need to go, like... I love like Colin Farrell in that movie is hilarious. The the no, only our thing I replace the only thing I remember
0: is he actually full on Irish in that. Yeah, he's like super Irish. Okay, because all I remember him saying in that movie, it's terrible. It's when he points to the bullseye scars on his forehead, and he says his name, which is uh-huh. he goes bullseye. <laughs> he goes bullseye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. He says that line though. He he does say the he says the "me I'm magic" line in uh, in the Ditto movie. I think. I'm pretty I, I th- sure. I think you're right. It is a
0: great line. I mean, it's look. Imagine that line in a heel promo. It's pretty fucking good.
1: Well, obviously they should have gotten Ric Flair to, pray, to play uh, Bullseye and to pray him. And to pray, we got to pray just to make it today, day, Matt. <laughs> I sense that you're not going to be doing a lot of editing in this episode and just letting letting it all slip through.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we can we can uh, rib each other on our slip ups this time out. What do you What do you think, though? I, I mean, I I think it's some good healing.
1: On it's Bullseye good healing. Park. I don't think it's quite. It's a good line, but I don't think it's quite the over the top trash talk of something like a like a you should have brought more Thor's. Yeah, I think or, that's true. Even though even this is a sample of my fist, yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't think it, it's quite up to that point.
0: You think it's uh, better or worse than not enough gun?
1: Probably not as good as not enough gun, but I would say I do think it's better than never stop making them pay from Planet Hulk. Yeah, I can buy So, I, But I would say, like morally speaking, we should probably put it under the line that's between those, which is uh, love has no point, love is the point.
0: That's fine with me.
1: It's, yeah, good. Still, it's still a pretty good line. Still a pretty good line. It's good healing,
0: uh, but that's that's about it. I, the use of the word toots, I'm not crazy about.
1: I mean, well, it's, you know, bullseye is a scumbag.
0: And it's Frank Miller. All right, the next one is from Daredevil 26, uh, the Mark oh, Wade early. run.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was, I thought you were talking about, like, you know, 1965.
0: No, this would be, like, 2011. <laughs> okay. What was done to me was not a setback, but a gift. When my body could move, could feel, I was merely a weapon. Now my mind has been freed to do nothing but think about, think and plot and plan to target. This again, bullseye.
1: That is a look. That's a good comic, and that is a good. Uh, that is a good line, you know. It, it, but I feel like that's way too wordy for this list. It's a mouthful.
0: You, you yeah, want to just
1: disqualify it completely? I would dis- I would disqualify it completely. Like I think the longest line we're gonna have is uh, but I'm the revelation, the tiger force at the core of all yeah. things. When you cry out in your dreams it is dark side that you see.
0: Okay. We're gonna we're gonna disqualify that one as too long.
1: I will okay. say I love that I love that direction for Bullseye though.
0: Yes. The 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 use of bullseye in that initial wade Daredevil run is great.
1: Yeah, and also, like, that, that Mark Wade, uh, along with, you know, with, with uh, Chris Emney, with uh, uh, Javier Polito with Marcus Martin, with uh, Pelo Vera, that that run went like 50 issues without the kingpin. Like, mm-hmm. And he, he still hasn't shown up. Has he shown up yet? I'm, I'm a little bit behind.
0: I am, too. I, I don't know if he's shown up since they moved to San Francisco, which is kind of when yeah. I dropped off.
1: Years of Daredevil with no kingpin.
0: Uh, D- Dr. Doom... But not Kingpin.
1: (laughs) That Doctor Doom story's friggin' awesome. It's really good. right, the last uh, one just recently read it.
0: The last one from Jeremy's list is it was a nice piece of work, Kingpin. You shouldn't have signed it. (laughs) That's from Daredevil Born Again.
1: Oh, he signed it. Nothing said gangster until he blew up the brownstone, Matt. That's right. (laughs) That that shit might be the Frank Millerist of all Frank Miller. And I mean, like you know, good. I mean, like in Frank in a positive
0: Wonder. way. <laughs> yes, I'll tell you what the Frank Millerist of all Frank Miller is in a negative way. Everything that uh, Black Canary says in that one issue of All Star Batman and Robin.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say everything that Wonder Woman says. <laughs> yeah, wolf, wolf. Uh, but yeah, oh man, you should have signed it, Kingpin. Uh, no, nothing said gangster until this. Yeah. Oh man, that. Mm. <laughs> And that's with Mazzucchelli, too. God, that like, Born Again that... is hot
0: shit, man.
1: <laughs> Born Again is fire. Yeah, <laughs> like it is the, it is the damn, it is the hell ass damn Frank Millerist, <laughs> David Masakiliest comic. Like even more than more than Year One, like uh, you know for for good or bad, like it is, like it is the uncut shit. Okay. It is so good. Is it better than that Thor quote? All right, let's, let's read it read it back one more time. Read read the quote. The the Daredevil quote? Yes.
0: It's uh it was a nice piece of work, Kingpin. You shouldn't have signed it.
1: Ah! <sighs> uh, so good. Um because like again, that is much like the the Thor quote. Like that's one that really only works in context, right? Yeah. But it's also like the polar opposite of the Thor quote, because the Thor quote closes that story and you feel emotional. Like you feel like Simonson, you know, Simonson and Workman, like they make you feel the respect that the characters feel for that. Like that line from Daredevil, from Miller and Mazzucchelli, that's purely for the reader. And that's like, they might as well have written next issue. Shit gets real. Yeah.
0: That's the shit's about to pop off quote.
1: Like, I will occasionally hit a line in a comic that I'll be reading. And this is why I love comics. uh, Because this rarely happens with any other medium. But, like, I will occasionally hit a line, and I will just throw the book down, and I will stand up and, like, turn in a circle with my hands in the air. Because I get so excited. (laughs) And that is, like, yeah, the shit's about to jump off. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's, like, and try the red one. Is the same way, but try the red one. I don't think like it's a great twist, but I don't think it got me as pumped. As, try, uh, I as you shouldn't have
0: signed it. Try the red one versus you shouldn't have signed it is cleverness versus just flat out like oh shit something is about to happen.
1: It, and well, it's what it is. Is it's Mark Wade versus Frank Miller, like distilled. I I, I think Mark Wade is capable of. Of a
0: a line that's better but i i I think in that case, Frank Miller probably wins. I think it's better than try the red one. I don't know if it's better than that Thor line.
1: well what I'm saying is like i mean frank miller for for all of his 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 recent output that you know hasn't been so good for all the for all the turns his work has taken in recent years, which breaks my heart as a huge fan like. Miller's a craftsman, right? Like yeah. he can lay out a page like nobody's business. Uh, his his artwork has energy to it. But a lot of what makes Frank Miller, you know, capital F, capital M, Frank Miller is energy. Like his artwork is kinetic, there's motion to it, and his his dialogue is kind of, you know, and, and this is its downfall too, I think. It's pure id. Like it is, you know, people are saying like what is on their what is on their minds? That's how Sin City works. You know, Sin City is all id on the page, uh, for good and ill. Wade, I think, is a you know he's a craftsman, like yeah. he is a, a consummate craftsman when it comes to something like this. That, you know, Wade can certainly write things that that get you psyched and get you emotional, and he can certainly write things that are brutal. I mean, geez, read Empire, uh, but like, there's a pure emotion. Like, like try the red one. We read and we're like, oh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's your reaction to clever.
0: It's like, oh, that's clever. As opposed yeah. to, like, visceral,
1: oh, shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, with Miller, it's like, somebody's going to get their head kicked in. Uh,
0: which is why I think it, it wins in that contest. I'm just trying to decide whether it wins in the contest against the Thor line.
1: I, that Thor line would not exist without that Frank Miller line. You
0: think the, you think
1: the Miller line goes above? I think the Miller line goes above. Okay, that's
0: where it goes. Uh, Thank you for that list. The next uh, list of quotes comes from Greg Black, longtime listener. These are all Captain America quotes.
1: Oh, I I feel like I'm about ready to to look out the window and see an eagle fly by and shed a single tear.
0: The first one is from Avengers, Volume 1, Issue 6.
1: Okay, early times. Early right.
0: times. The world must never again make the fatal error of mistaking compassion for weakness, and while I live, it won't.
1: That's pretty good. It is it's pretty good. It's very Adam West. I mean it's very Stanley. It's also yeah. very Adam West. But it's also
0: very Captain America.
1: Yeah, it is. Like I th- like like that's kind
0: of Captain America's whole deal, right? Like compassion and strength at the same time.
1: Yeah, like it's it like there are lines, there are lines that set the tone. I think like we we get you know, like we've talked about criminals are a superstitious, cowardly lot uh, that we have on the list in a a relatively low position. We've talked about you know, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Like those are lines that set the tone, Uh, and I feel like that line is that for Cap. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, let's for that for that purpose. Let's compare that line against those two. Well,
1: oh, I think it's a better line than both of those. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a better line than both of those by far. Um, I think it... <laughs> how, did, how did Whatever no sphere Burns the Touch of the Man thing get as high on this list as it did?
0: I don't know. And apparently that's... You know how I, we, we originally read that? It was just Whatever no sphere Burns... Apparently, that was the quote in that particular issue.
1: Well, I guess I should just delete this then.
0: Well, Uh, I mean, unless we want to change it to whatever knows fear burns.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, could go either way. I feel like that is, I feel like that might be, it's in the neighborhood of you got to be one of the good guys because there's way too many of the bad.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I that think,
1: kind of level of, of kind of inspirational gotta be, and also poignant.
0: Yeah, I think you got to be one of the good guys is definitely better.
1: Okay, so would you put it above or below? Uh, I did it thirty five minutes ago. I think I did it thirty five
0: minutes ago is better too. I think okay. I would put it above. Gaze into the fist of dread, which, in a weird way, is kind of the mission statement of Judge
1: Dredd. <laughs> yeah that that is a that is a tone setting line. <laughs>
0: I think that's uh, where yeah. it goes.
1: Let's let's put it there. Read it back to me one more time.
0: Okay, it is The world must never again make the fatal error of mistaking compassion for weakness, and while I live, it won't.
1: Avengers number 6. All right. What's next?
0: JLA Avengers issue 4. It's a good comic. Try fighting the Wehrmacht, mister. It teaches you focus.
1: <laughs> that's when he fights Prometheus. Yes. Oh, I love when he fights Prometheus. That, that's one of the best, like, one of the best things Busick did. Uh, Busek and Perez, I should say. One of the best things they did in that book was having Captain America and Batman almost fight and then not fight. Mm-hmm if only because like I feel like everybody went that book wanting to see it and they and, and they basically like dangled it in front of you and took it away, which i but love did, it when didn't they already
0: didn't they already fight in marvel versus d c
1: weren't they the fight in marvel versus d c yeah but matt look marvel versus d c is <laughs> they they let a vote happen <laughs> in marvel versus <laughs> d c and you know that i'm i'm relatively pro democracy in real life, but sure. not in comics, understood. Uh, but like, yeah, like and then having Batman say, "All right, you you could conceivably beat me," and then like the like five pages later, Captain America goes to Prometheus, and Prometheus is like, "I beat Batman, and I've got all of Batman's uh moves." And Cap's like, "Oh, really? All right, now we can have this fight." Yeah. Uh no, that's a it's really good line. Uh, that is like, that is prime music in that uh, in no, that kidding.
0: Issue. no kidding, no kidding.
1: Uh, let's see, I don't think it's quite, I don't think it's as good as Gaze into the Fist of Dread. Me neither. I feel like it probably goes right below, uh, Are You Man or Fiend from Hell?
0: So above, this is a sample of my fist? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, that's where I was looking too. couple
1: of good cap quotes here. Avengers versus Jail and Number Four. Okay, what's our what's our next one? The
0: last one from Greg is from Truth, Red, White, and Black, Issue Seven. This is when Isaiah finally meets Steve Rogers. Okay, and uh, Steve says, "My God, nobody helped you." Which, look, in the context of that issue, is heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, it's like that'll. That'll rip your heart out. Out of context, it means nothing. I do think it's... I do think even out of context, knowing that it was said by Captain America, it it does kind of illuminate his character in a really good way. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was initially very resistant to the idea of the truth. Um, not because Not because I didn't want there to be a... Uh, a black Captain America, which is what everybody says. Who <laughs> doesn't want there to be a black Captain America, right? Right. Um, but like, my whole thing was, I felt like, I feel like Steve Rogers is such a great character that a part of him being such a great character is that he's willing to undergo even this untested process, right? If yeah. it means he can fight the Nazis, and I feel like that's a like, kind of a very good thing. It, it, that was a thing I was worried about when that book came out. Um... And that book handled that idea, like handled that fear that I had, really well. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, I don't think it diminishes Steve Rogers in any way. No, it it does not at all. And that's like I like I said, I was initially very worried about it, and it does not at all. Um, and it lines like that. Uh, and that's 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 Reginald Hudlin, right? That's Hudlin and, and Kyle uh, Baker
0: did the art. Robert Morales was the writer. Robert
1: Morales, okay. Hudlin was uh,
0: doing Black Panther at the time, I think. Um, Robert Morales, who like I don't think really wrote very many comics again after that, but uh, it was him and Kyle Baker doing that that
1: series. Yeah. Oh God, Kyle Baker's so great. Um, but yeah, like that that line, like really, I, I I love the idea of Cap as this, you know, ultimate soldier who has been written for seventy years. By complete bleeding hearts. Oh, yeah. So, like, there is a, you know, that edge of, you know, like, he'll go fight when he needs to. But when he doesn't need to fight, he is the most compassionate and caring human being. Uh, and I feel like that line, that line is, it betrays an understanding of his character in that story. Really, really great. Uh, a really great understanding. Yeah. Um, again, like, out of context, it's, you know, not... It's not super quotable. I don't feel like anybody's ever going to get a tattoo of of that word balloon.
0: Right. I mean, it almost seems just like any regular line of dialogue out of context, which I think is the the main thing that that hurts it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I do think it's, I think it probably goes right under with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, because I do think it's definitely better than. Even though I've never wanted to drink more, I've never needed one less. We've also got. Uh,
0: I didn't come here for a whisper. I want to hear you scream. But I think I it's think better it's, than that too.
1: It's better than that because again, that is something that, out of context, is just like creepy. Also, like, I, w- I want to hear you. Sc- I mean, that's, that's a little cliche. Yeah. Um, do you think it's better than? Do you think it's better than? Uh, I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do isn't very nice. No. So let me ask under the Amazing Fantasy quote.
0: Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that Wolverine quote. But that quote is identifiable in a way this one is not.
1: There it goes, on the list.
0: Okay. The next list, thank you Greg for that list. The next list comes from Zach Craighead. Who has quite a few for us. The first one is what he, what he calls an iconic, obvious one from Dark Knight Returns.
1: Is it the rain on my chest as a baptism? I'm a man of 30, of 20 again?
0: No. I'm wow. sure we'll get that one. There's a lot of obvious ones from Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Do you want me to just
1: start naming the dialogue from Dark Knight Returns? Let me, just, get to
0: let, it? let me just read it to you so you know which one it is. Okay. This isn't a mud hole, it's an operating table, and uh, I'm the surgeon.
1: <laughs> that was my second choice. That was, <laughs> that was my second pick. Uh, again, that shit's awesome. It's great. I
0: it's my that's my favorite line from Dark Knight Returns.
1: Yeah, it's it is no joke. And here's how you know it's really good.
0: It made it into the Batman the animated series adaptation, like short 10-minute adaptation of Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. That and the mutant leader saying, "I will eat his heart." <laughs> Which was
1: in a kids cartoon. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that that weird little episode of uh of Batman is, is pretty great. But yeah, they, they went full on uh, into the mud hole. They put rubber bullets honest in there too. They did. I I it's honest. like this they were babies. this they were this
0: <laughs> close to putting balls nasty in that in that episode.
1: It is shocking that they didn't. <laughs> like, I'm sure they tried. I'm sure there is a recording of Rob Don saying that.
0: There's a, there's something, like, there's a very small thing in the background where somebody, where's, like, Balls Nasty is being mentioned or talk, whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great line. It's fucking awesome. Hey, man, something tells him to stop at the leg. It uh, doesn't.
0: He does not listen. Um... I don't think it's better than do good to others.
1: No, it's, I don't think it, I think that's probably going to be our permanent number one spot unless something like that. We both flip out even harder about comes along.
0: I'm, I'm, I don't really think it's better than it's in time, but it might go in the number three slot.
1: Yeah. Like it's, you know, that line from sex castle that's in there right now is, is pretty great. Uh, but um, yeah. Let's
0: let's go ahead and put it there. I'm gonna say most of the dialogue in Sex Castle. I mean, really, most of the dialogues in Sex Castle wouldn't exist if it wasn't for a lot of '80s movies. But I th- I'd say Frank Miller was a contributor to <laughs> to that as well, and particularly Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller.
1: Yeah, so right. Right. We'll my Frank Miller, the writer of RoboCop, too. <laughs>
0: The credited writer of RoboCop two,
1: and and part of and half of three,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, the next quote is from the five years later Legion issue four, Manel versus the Time Trapper. This is a long one. We may have to disqualify
1: it. Okay, we we'll re- read it out anyway because that is a that, that Manel versus the Time Trapper stuff is pretty good.
0: Maybe we could take a a snippet of it. Well, Trapper, maybe you did create me and the Legion. Maybe the greatest man I've ever known was your puppet. And maybe my Legion won't have existed without you. But somehow, somewhere, somebody else will rise up to take our places. The only thing that matters now is what won't survive if I let you live. So God help me, it's all gotta end now.
1: Little too long.
0: Yeah. I mean, so God help me, it's all gotta end now is a possibility? Uh, But, what do you think?
1: I would say, <laughs> what ways that what makes that line work, that, that entire speech work, uh, and also what kind of keeps it from getting on the list, is that it is Manel explaining a lot of continuity stuff. Manel might as well have been saying, Christ's Son of the may have wiped out Superboy, but the Legion of Superheroes was selling well enough that they didn't cancel it, even though it's technically a Superboy spinoff, so they... Made a pocket universe, Superboy, created by the Time Trapper. God help me, it's gotta end. <laughs> like, he might as well be saying that.
0: Yeah. Okay, we're going to disqualify that one. Uh, the next one is from
1: Batman681. 681, that's a uh, part of the Morrison run. It's R.I.P. Yeah, it he's, is.
0: he's breaking out of a coffin.
1: <sighs> it's, the, the locks are child's, play. locks are kindergarten.
0: Straightjackets <laughs> kindergarten, locks two Bench-pressing a pine coffin lid through 600 pounds of loose soil that's filling your mouth, crushing your lungs flat, and shredding your dehydrated muscles? That's harder, but far from impossible.
1: When I read that, when he said, but far from impossible, I put the book down, I stood <laughs> up, I turned it in a little circle. That's a really long quote, though. It's, it's I mean, really good. It's, we have
0: stuff on this list that's as long. I think, I think this is like our upper limit. But I think we can we can put this one on the list
1: that that line's so great, right yeah, uh, that is Batman back because that is the moment that Bruce Wayne's brain has rebooted itself, yeah, kicked the, out the zuranar condition uh, kicked out the zur batman kicked his, out the back conditioning
0: his backup personality is gone, and his main personality is back,
1: yeah, and it's like. And it's literally Batman digging himself out of his own grave, and I just love the idea. In that quote, the straightjacket's kindergarten. <laughs> like you do, like they put Batman in a straightjacket, lock it, and bury him in a shallow grave. You don't even need to know how Batman gets out of the straight jacket. You like, we can just assume he can do that. <laughs> uh uh-huh. That said, that is not even the best line in Batman R.I.P. No. Uh, but it's I th- still pretty fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> I think the is that the line that starts the the Morrison run. I think it's the line that starts R.I.P.
1: R.I.P. Is, is is you're
0: wrong. That Fat Man line, and Robin will never die.
1: That is a line I have. I am probably like we can go ahead and say seventy five percent gonna get that tattooed on my body at some point. <laughs> if I if I you know, no offense to the person who lettered that book, but if I liked the lettering better, it would already be on my arm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like but th- even that, like I don't even think that's the best line in Batman or IP.
0: Well, it it'll be a mystery until somebody sends yeah. us the one that is the best.
1: But Here's a hint, we, the Joker says it. Where,
0: where do we put it?
1: Um oh God,
0: it's really good. It's it's just too long. It's just too long. Which is why like, I think it's probably below I did it thirty-five minutes ago.
1: Uh, I would say that. Um, I would also say this has nothing to do with the line itself. Um, and again, all due respect, uh, it is lettered very poorly on the page. Yeah, because the boxes are lined notebook paper, and the lettering does not match up with the the lines, and that drives me fucking bananas when I read that comic. Uh, and that like that isn't that is a thing. That somebody needs to go in and fix. Because uh, I don't think they, they changed that for the paperback. I,
0: look, Batman R.I.P. needs some fixing. And more than just the lettering. In my opinion. Just going to say.
1: Uh, so yeah, I'd say under 35 minutes ago, uh, definitely... I would say under Gaze into the Fist of Dread. Okay. To be quite honest. Above that Man-Thing quote? I would say above Man-Thing. Okay. Read it back to me one more time so I can type it up.
0: Okay. Straightjackets Kindergarten. Locks 2. Bench pressing a pine coffin lid through 600 pounds of loose soil that's filling your mouth, crushing your lungs flat, and shredding your dehydrated muscle? That's harder, but far from impossible. So good. Here's the last one from Zach. From Flash number 54. The 90s Flash. Mm, No one dies.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: No one dies. It's a rule.
1: Yeah, that's like... See, that's the Mark Waid shit that gets you pumped.
0: (laughs) Yes. And you know know what's great about that line? You know how you can tell that line is great? It got reappropriated for Spider-Man during Brand New Day. (laughs) Yep. Spider-Man took that Wholesale. <laughs> That's how you know that shit's good.
1: Spiderman's been reading the Flash. Come on, hey, this guy's gonna be awesome.
0: He went back and read some old Flash.
1: Uh, I think that might actually go right under the Batman quote we just put on. I think it might go above it. You want to put it above it? Because brevity, my friend. It's the soul yeah. I bread. think you're right. I think you're right. Let's let's do it then. Let's put it there. Okay.
0: Zach, thank you for that list.
1: That was a good list. That was th- that was a good one.
0: Okay. The next list comes from Lee Spriggs. And one of his quotes we have to disqualify because we've already done it. Which quote? It is, got to be one of the good guys, son, because there's way too many of the bad.
1: That was an early one.
0: Yeah, we've gotten that one many times.
1: A lot of people like that quote.
0: They do. Uh, the first one we haven't done from Lee is from JLA Rock of Ages. Darkseid is.
1: Oh, Oh, man. That's when Darkseid comes out of a ship. That's when Darkseid lands on his conquered planet Earth in the future. Now, is that the first instance of Darkseid is? I am almost positive it is. I am pretty sure that Darkseid is is a Morrison thing. So it is
0: not a Kirby thing?
1: I don't think so. I mean I mean Kirby was Kirby's dark side was a little more verbose. <laughs> True. But the dark uh, side is
0: is so good. Like it's it's such a a trumpety way to announce yourself? Yeah. It's it's almost making dark side god. Cuz you know how like biblically god is the great I am yeah dark side is
1: yeah that's i mean that is exactly correct like that is exactly the the point of that line i mean i think um but like also there's a great thing where like dark side is appears alone on the page as dialogue there's a a mother box sound or boom tube sound effect but it's actually an answer to a question that's asked on the previous page which is uh uh, the hour, like, it's very Kirby. It's Morrison riffing on Kirby, which he does really well. One of my favorite Morrison lines is when uh, Orion flies into Mageddon, the Anti-Sun, and he goes, Demons of Dark Side. the terrain itself is techno-active. <laughs> <laughs> and techno-active is in quotes. Uh, but this is Glorious Godfrey. Uh, saying, uh, the hour has come, he has come, who is beyond good and evil, who is the prophet of anti-life, who is the rock and the chain and the lightning, all-powerful, all-unforgiving, all-conquering, who is your new god now and forever? And then you turn the page, and it's just a splash page of dark side saying, side is. Uh, that shit's off the hook. <laughs> yeah. And what's great about it is, it works in
0: and out of context. Yes. Yes. Cuz it's great with that build up, but without it you can you can put in that biblical context, you can it's been used since then.
1: Yeah, it's like it has become his thing. I think that first Johns and Lee uh, JLA story, Justice League story. Like one of the things that I really didn't like about it was that when Darkseid shows up, he basically just says I am Darkseid and like gets into a fist fight. Like I would have forgiven a lot of that if he had just strolled out of a boom tube and said Darkseid is, yeah, uh yeah, well you just, man you should just, you just little uh, go for some brevity when he wants to. okay, I call him by his real name. <laughs> I call him Dark by his government name. Here's
0: the big question: yes, better or worse than Tiger Force
1: Oh, not as good as Tiger Force. <laughs> When you cry out in your dreams, it is Dark side that you see. I mean, that's pretty fucking awesome. That's pretty fucking awesome. Also, like I am, I am gonna weigh Kirby lines, especially you know Kirby lines about Kirby characters, uh, a little heavier than anything else. But yeah, I mean, I do not think it has quite the, uh, like Morrison's Dark side lets others do the talking for them. Kirby's Dark side speaks for himself.
0: True. Do you think it's better than Okay, let's compare it to Morrison then. Do you think it's better than that All-Star Superman quote?
1: Mm, I think the All-Star Superman quote probably you do not want to think dark side is in your in your times of trial. True. Okay, then I'm going to say we're going to put it
0: above the Daredevil quote. The the Miller uh, Daredevil quote.
1: The the try the red one?
0: No, no, the the one from Born Again.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good place for it.
0: Okay. Dark Side is.
1: JLA number 13, man. Good comic. Rock of Ages. It's the stuff.
0: All right. The next one is a catchphrase more than anything. All right. Uh, from any Justice League International issue,
1: wah ha, ha. Sound effect. It's not a sound effect, it's a laugh. Laughing is a sound effect. But it's not really a ha, quote. Ha 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 isn't, isn't dialogue. It's not really a quote. Yeah, I would, I would say disqualified.
0: Okay, well that's, that's Lee's list. Lee, thank you for that. We, we got one amazing one out of that. So That
1: was a good one. That was real good. The next list we have comes from Kyle Bacon. I thought you were going to say Kyle Baker. And I was like, man, I bet mean, he's got some good ones. I bet he does.
0: But this is Kyle Bacon. And he also has one that we've already done, which is Not Enough Gun from Preacher. Another popular submission.
1: <laughs> people, people love the Preacher. Who would have thought that a Preacher would have so much quotable dialogue?
0: All right, the next one is uh, spoken by The Thing. And I think we may have to cut it down. We can, we can talk about whether it's too long.
1: Is it from Marvel 2 and 1 annual number 7?
0: I'm about to say what it is. Hold it. This fight ain't over yet. Not by a long shot. You only wanted a technicality. You didn't really beat me. You'll never beat me. I'm just too stupid and ugly to know when to quit. It's so good. It gets you in the heart, man.
1: When, when we were doing the Every Story Ever special, and... Uh, Marvel 2 and 1 Annual Number 7 came across the desk, and we lost our minds. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about how great it was. I've talked about this before. We had people email us like a week later being like, Hey, I went and bought that comic. It's okay. (laughs) And I was like, Are you... Did you not see the part where Ben Grimm wouldn't stay down? (laughs) Yeah. Like, did you not see the part where he was in a boxing match for The Fate of the World and and kept getting back up? Do you not cry at Rocky like (laughs) I do? Did
0: you not see this line? I think we can cut it down to, you didn't really beat me, you'll never beat me, I'm just too stupid and ugly to know when to quit.
1: It's so... Yeah, like, that is so Ben Grimm. Oh, yeah. Like, Ben Grimm has so much self-loathing. Oh, yeah. Like, he... You know, because all of his... You know, the uh, you know, the Blue-Eyed Idol of Millions, like, all that's bravado. Like, all that's the thing he has to tell himself to get through the day. Uh, like, there, there's the thing about Spider-Man. Um, and I think this has kind of gone away in recent years. And, Matt, I think you're m- more current on it, so maybe you can tell me if... Uh, It hasn't, but like when, like the idea that Spider-Man would never join the Avengers because he didn't think they would have him, you know, it's not because he's a loner. It's because, you know, he just didn't, like, he doesn't consider himself to be in that pantheon. And the the, if you asked, like, like if you asked Captain America, you know, like he'd be like, oh yeah, Spider-Man's great. (laughs) Like Spider-Man's a really solid dude. Like that is, and I've said this before, like Spider-Man is the refinement and the thing is the prototype, And the idea that everybody else, you know, the thing's the only one who looks in the mirror and sees a monster. Everybody else sees, you know, the dude made of rock who has saved the world. The dude made of rock who never quits, you know. But he's never going to see that, and that's his tragedy. And that line is his tragedy. Like that line, you know. But but it's not going to stop him. He's never going to quit. Even though he hates himself, he's going to get through it. And oh, God. And he. If if oh. anything, his hatred for himself
0: makes him more willing to take punishment for the betterment of others.
1: Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Which is so sad. Uh but yeah, like I like look, I fucking love Ben Graham. I fucking love that comic. <laughs> You'll never beat him. You'll never beat him.
0: I think it goes It's not it's clobbering Time. It's not its color time. But I think it goes above you should have brought more Thors.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like you you heard me get emotional talking about it?
0: Yeah. It's emotional.
1: It's yeah. real. In the dumbest comic in the world. <laughs> it's so good. I think it's I it, it makes me less emotional than that than that Thor line, but it's close. Like I yeah. think it I think it's above the Try the Red One.
0: Okay. We're really pushing down Try the Red One this
1: week. But look, look, Try the Red One's great. Try the Red One is amazing. Mind-blowing twist. But, you know, it doesn't tell you everything you need to know about a character and his personal tragedy. Correct. That makes him the best. Correct. Read it to okay. back to me one more time.
0: You didn't really beat me. You'll never beat me. I'm just too stupid and ugly to know when to quit.
1: Oh, breaks your heart.
0: This last one from Kyle is uh, spoken by Superman in JLA Hitman.
1: Oh, oh, that is a... Everybody's everybody's hitting the emotions tonight. If you knew how much
0: you were loved, not one of you would raise your hand and rage again.
1: That is the Superman Christ figure stuff I can get behind.
0: Yeah. It's, you know how we were just talking about how Ben Grimm can't see himself as good? Or can't see himself as anything but ugly and stupid? Mm-hmm. It's that, and it's that Spider-Man thing where he can't see himself as worthy of being an Avenger? Superman is the guy who sees everybody as worthy and beautiful.
1: Yeah. I might be writing about that this week. Uh, and, like, I'm glad that that line was brought up because it's a perfect illustration of that. Like Ennis to have a reputation as a guy who doesn't like superheroes, writes one of the best versions of Superman ever. and he's only written what four comics total with Superman in them. Like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, he he like he jokes about how he doesn't like superheroes, but yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like Green Lantern. <laughs> That's what he doesn't like. He doesn't like... He kind of clearly doesn't like Wolverine. Yeah. Like... But he has this... Level of reverence. Like, he treats Superman with a level of reverence. That... He wrote a comic that's about Superman failing. Yeah. That is still one of the best Superman stories. He wrote a comic about... He wrote a comic in the late 90s about Superman being... A fallible, flawed hero that wasn't terrible. Which a lot of people wrote that comic, and a lot of that comic was terrible. <laughs> but Right. And he writes a comic where a guy talks to Superman, and then Superman leaves, and the guy shoots a man in the face. <laughs> like, and it's still good. Like, it's still... It, 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 Hitman 34 is about as good as comics get. Like, I'm surprised that one hasn't been on every story ever, because that's about as perfect as single issues are after... You know, after uh, the final chapter. His take on Superman is Like, it's its oddly like very similar to Morrison's take. And you would not think that. Like, you would not think those two guys would have similar ideas about Superman. But they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so where I would do you, say, like... Where do you think we Diamond, put that man? one? Ennis is the stuff. It doesn't get me as emotional as the Ben Grimm line. And I feel like we have... I feel like we have uh, the All Star Superman quote that does a lot of the same jobs in a much more personal way, and we have the, the Last Days of Superman quote that that I think is the mission statement, like right. the prototype mission statement. But like, it's still really good. Like, I would say that again. I would say that probably goes in terms of my emotional reaction to it, probably right under the Born Again line.
0: All right. What we're gonna do next is a couple lists that we got way back in January. Oh, right at the start. In which we have done virtually every quote on the list except one. Okay. So I'm going to read the one we haven't done. This one's from Thomas Foss.
1: Oh, Tom Foss. Long time. Long time uh, listener.
0: The line that he sent us that we haven't done yet, and this is a good one. Ultron, we would have words with thee.
1: (laughs) I was just, I mean, for obvious reasons. I was just talking about this one not too long ago.
0: Avengers number twenty two. We talked about this one on the show not too long ago. Uh,
1: that shit's tight. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's uh, it is like so badass.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's among the best. Like we are going to fight now. Quotes that I can think of.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's very much a like the shit is about to jump off quote.
0: Yeah. What do you think? Where does it go among our other we-are-about-to-fight quotes?
1: Um. Man, it's... That that Daredevil one's really good. Yeah.
0: I, I don't... No, I don't quite think it beats that.
1: Yeah, um. I... I think it goes, I do think it goes above you should have brought more Thors. Me too. Uh, because again, like a scene like, like we would have words with the is one of the things that really sets up like the idea that you would need more Thors. Right. You yeah. know?
0: I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. You want to put it right above that?
1: Uh, yeah, let's let's put it right above that.
0: Okay. This quote is from Craig Shayner who sent us a one-quote list. It is uh, from Next Wave, and Elsa Bloodstone says it. Death Race Two Thousand. I am President Frankenstein. I'm
1: President Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. You know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? We've got a we've got a next wave quote on here. Yeah, that I want to replace with that. Fine. So that is going that is going in place of that previous quote because it's our list and we make the rules. So I am just that. Re- swapping that out.
0: Fine with me. One more from the single quotes list. This is from JLA number thirty-seven. I beat you since this last time just to show you I could. And now I'm going to hamstring you, lobotomize you with an ice pick, and leave you drooling for the others to find. Let's go, Batman.
1: Uh, good, but not as good as, uh, as, uh, Batman's response. Yeah. Because Batman's yeah. response in that comic is, I'm going to go ahead and say it, top five Batman quotes of all time.
0: <laughs> well, what do you think about the, the initial challenge?
1: I mean, it's good, it's, and it's good, it's good villainous trash talk, but I would not put that on the list. To be not honest. on the list at all? Not on the list.
0: Okay, fair enough. I think we are going to do one more list. One more complete list. And it is going to come from our pal, Elle
1: Collins. Oh, glad to see uh, Elle sending one in. If you have not listened to her podcast, into it, it is fantastic, and you definitely should.
0: Absolutely. Uh, these are classic lines from three of Elle's favorite Marvel Universe women. Okay. The first one is Boom Boom, talking in the New Mutants summer special. Look, kiddo. You can't take on all the problems of the world. We're just a few kids and neur- neurotic misfit weirdo outsiders at that.
1: See, this is tough for me because that's a, that's a pretty good line, but I have no attachment to the New Mutants.
0: Yeah, me neither. Like
1: that's one of my big blind spots in comics. I think
0: like, I-, I mean I think it's another one of those mission statement quotes. Yeah, definitely. And look, I do have attachment to Boom Boom. But because of next I have attachment (laughs) to
1: Boom Boom. Yeah, I have attachment to uh, Tabby. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Read it back to me one more time.
0: Look, kiddo, you can't take on all the problems of the world. We're just a few kids and neurotic, misfit, weirdo outsiders at that. Hmm... I mean, we are having to judge this this one entirely out of context. Yeah. And to its credit, it does work out of context.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I would say judging it completely out of context, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not as good as Death Race 2009, I am President Frankenstein. That's no. For sure.
0: I I I think it's comparable to I'm um, the best there is and. Great power, great responsibility. And I don't think it quite rises to the level of either of those. See,
1: I like it a little bit better. Because I feel like that's... No, I'm guessing that's a Claremont issue. No, it's Andescenti. Is it it Andescenti? Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. (laughs) Because Andescenti is... Like, again, people say what they're thinking a lot. (laughs) True. Um...
0: I, I I think it goes below those two because it's it's pretty wordy. That's my main thing about it.
1: Yeah, I think you're. I think I think you're right.
0: Do you really want to put it so right below it. great responsibility? Yes. Okay. Sounds good. The next one on El's oh, list. Read, read it back, list. back
1: to me one more time so I can type it.
0: Okay, look, kiddo. You can't take on all the problems of the world. We're just a few kids. And neurotic misfit weirdo outsiders at that.
1: Yeah, that is that is innocent as hell, <laughs> which is a good thing. I like innocent.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next one is from Uncanny X Men number one sixty eight. Now this is a Claremont line. Yes. Kitty, Kitty Pride says it. Professor Xavier is a jerk.
1: <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That line. Splash page, page yeah. one. <laughs> Title of the story. Oh, and and accurate, and accurate, and well lettered too. Yeah, Tommy Orr is doing that.
0: Oh yeah. I like that we're incorporating lettering into it
1: now. <laughs> well, look, there are some that like the lettering is very memorable, That's uh, true. and that like like. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, I am a huge, huge fan of uh, Tom Warskowsky, Tommy Orr's. Uh and he like that. That is the story title. Is hilarious. Um, but yeah, Professor X is a jerk. As it turns out, he is one hundred percent real. Uh, well, then that is that is keeping it one hundred. You
0: know what? You know what? Kitty's doing right there. She's keeping it a hundred. <laughs>
1: keeping it on. Um I think Professor X is a jerk is almost as good as Darkseid is. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Imagine if the next issue of that would have been like future Batman saying Darkseid is a jerk. (laughs) Darkseid is
0: dot 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 a jerk. I don't think it's as good as Darkseid is. I think it's good. But I don't know if it's as good as like I did it 35 I think, minutes ago.
1: I, well, I, I was going to say, I think it's on par with I did it 35 minutes ago. Yeah, I think it's I in that it 35 minutes ago has much more weight to it in the story. Yeah. But Professor X is a Jerk is such a memorable, like it is such a memorably presented uh, panel and, and line. And like, it's really great.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd gladly put it below I did it 35 minutes ago.
1: Well, we're doing it. All right. What what number is that? X-Men 162? 168. 68,
0: okay. One more. And we are done with the special. Princess, I've seen the way you look at me. You're not that straight. That is that Miss, America,
1: a great line.
0: Miss America Chavez in Young Avengers number 15.
1: That is a great line.
0: It's excellent.
1: That is a lot of great lines in that book. And, 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 I, Young mean, Avengers and run. I say that...
0: People slept on that Young Avengers run, to a degree, and they should not have.
1: To a degree, but I also feel like I also feel like every bit, like it was, it seemed like everyone was reading it because everyone we know was reading it. Yeah, uh, and I like I'll admit like I, it was one of those books that I was getting and then just kind of letting build up, but because I read that first issue, which opens with Marvel Boy talking about how much he likes Be My Baby. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is this is going to be a book that uh, that I need to build up a couple issues on because it's going to be great. Uh, there will never be anything more brilliant than creating a villain for a team of teenage superheroes that's just called Mother. Oh like, yeah, so blunt. Could not have been more blunt about exactly what he is doing. Uh, yeah, Gillen and McKelvey killed that book. They really did, and uh, Mike Norton too. Didn't didn't Norton do he, pieces he, of that? He did finishes, I believe. Yeah, finishes, uh, backgrounds. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so great. Um, and that line, like, so many, <laughs> so much fan fiction. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: and well, the, the the thing about Miss America is that so much of her character is this bravado, but she can back it up. Yeah. Uh and a lot of lines do a great job of illustrating that, but that one especially does.
1: And for her to come in from that from that weird, you know, Joe Casey series that nobody remembers. <laughs> uh and just kind of arrive in Young Avengers fully formed. Yeah. And, and have, you know, that like go through what was that? Was that 12 issues, 18? 18 issues? I think it was eighteen, yeah. Yeah, to go through those eighteen issues, and I, I mean, fully formed but not static. Like, and to come through it with such a connection with the rest of those characters, like, it's just so great. Like, she's great. Uh, th- that book's amazing. Uh, but yeah, like that line, like it's funny, and it's, like it, it's it's kind of sweet at the same time. It, it's it's it's. It's sweet in a very Han Solo Princess Leia sort of way. Yeah, you know, and I, like, like I finally feel comfortable making Star Wars references again <laughs> after ten years. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it's it's kind of you know cute and funny and it's like really good and you know there's there's a lot of great Kate Bishop lines floating around out there. Uh, so where are we gonna put it on the list? Where are we gonna put it? Um, not as good as. Gaze in the fist of dread. I don't think. Do you think it's
0: as good as "I am President Frankenstein"?
1: Okay, the thing about that line is—is is it works if you do or do not know about Death Race Two Thousand? <laughs> if you do not, if you do not know that there is a character in Death Race Two Thousand whose name is literally President Frankenstein, and you think Elsa Bloodstone is just talking crazy, well, <laughs> like that line still works, right? That said, I probably should go above it.
0: Okay, uh, better than the Man-Thing?
1: I would say better than the Man-Thing line.
0: Okay, so above the Man-Thing quote. Yes. Alright, that's where we're going to put that.
1: Alright, hit me up with it one more time.
0: It is. Princess, I've seen the way you look at me. You're not that straight. Well, thank you for that list. We very greatly helpful. thank you very much. Appreciate it. We have added quite a bit to the list. What are we up to now in terms of number of quotes, Chris?
1: Uh, we have right now forty-seven quotes, uh, including some that we have said we are going to boot off the list. Uh, like we've said, now we might just switch things out. Something might come along that changes the way we uh, we look at a line, and lines might just get swapped out for others. Bumped off the list and into obscurity forever. But we maybe, are nearly. Maybe we'll just end up with 100 quotes of the thing talking about how he <laughs> never gives up. But we are nearly halfway to 100.
0: It's still May. I think
1: we're doing all right. I think we're doing all right, Matt.
0: All right. If you would like to send us a list of quotes, you can still do it at warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us Every Story Ever lists there for the monthly Every Story Ever specials that we do, thanks to our Patreon patrons. You can send us l- listener questions at our email address or, uh, you know, whatever else you want to send us there. If you want to sponsor the show, you can let us know there. We're still taking listener sponsor- sponsors, by the way. Uh, if anybody's interested in that, still, that offer remains on the table. If another way you can send us listener questions if you want to do that is uh, by going to our tumblr which is dot com, not .tumblr .tumblr check out our website which is warrocketajax.com that is where you can stream the show download the show read show notes show notes i woo. i'm losing steam here at the end of the episode everybody <laughs>
1: Matt, I believe in you. Don't give up. You're too dumb and ugly to give up, Matt.
0: (laughs) I'm going to take that in the best possible way. You can read show notes there, and you can leave comments. That's what I was trying to say. My vocal cords are too dumb and ugly to give up. Also, check us out on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and you search for War Rocket Ajax, that is where you'll find the show. If you like the show, leave us a review. The more positive reviews we get... The more listeners we get, and the more we're featured, and that's good news, everybody. Have you heard the good news? Now we've reached the part of the show where we tell you all the different places you can find us on the internet. For me, all you have to do is go to about.me slash mattdwilson, and you'll find links to all my stuff, including my Twitter account, which has a new handle as of this month.
1: Blazeit420, Matt Wilson. The Matt D. Wilson
0: (laughs) The Matt D. Wilson is what it really is Chris where can everybody find all your stuff
1: Uh, Everybody can find links to everything that I do at uh, about.me slash Chris Sims Keep an eye on that Keep an eye on Comixology because uh, X-Men 92 number 1 written by me and Chad Bowers uh, with art by Scott Cobbush and a cover by Pepe LaRoz is coming very soon uh, especially by the time you hear this, in the distant future. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We're very excited about it. I actually um, proofed it today. Chad and I sat down with a uh, the digital copy to make sure everything looked great, and it looks fantastic. I love it. Um, but yeah, other than that, everything you can find is at about.me slash chrissims. Uh, and that does it. Uh, that has been War Rocket Ajax number... Matt, what number will this be in the future?
0: 254.
1: War Rocket Ajax number 254. Just me and Matt doing a listener-submitted uh, listener Word Heavyweight champion special. Thank you for listening, everyone. We do appreciate it. A uh, special thank you goes out to all of our Patreon subscribers uh, for backing the show. We appreciate that, too. Uh, we will be back with a guest next week. Uh, we will be back at home next week, and uh, I hope you join us then. So, thanks for listening, and have a good week. Yeah! stand for everyone of us! It's for everyone of us! This time of the body, and everybody, everyone, every time of the body, we flash! We are everything to Flash. Hail hey, Flash! From this day on, every breed of Mongols.